What's up, world? It's Katrina. And Marlena. And this is Excess Baggage. The podcast where two friends in their 30s unpack all of life's baggage. This episode, we will be unpacking marriage. Okay, let's start the show. Oh, how am I doing today? I'm doing okay. I kind of feel like I've been having a a bag of emotions. So Mm -hmm. I think that's what my baggage is today. I've just been feeling very, I don't know, like eerie. I don't don't know what the word is, but I'm, well, I know what it is. I I know that I'm close to, you know, I think I'm going to be menstruating probably next week. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, my balance is, I, I feel like it's off. Like one second I'm tired. Then I'm fine. The next second, I'm like angry about some shit that happened that I'm like, Mm -hmm. why am I even thinking about this? Uh, (laughs) You know, or replaying just conversations I've had that didn't go the way I wanted them to go. Just things that I'm just like, come on now, like, just stop. That I made myself tired today to the point (laughs) where I'm just like, "You you you did this to yourself. And I was laying down on the couch and I saw on Instagram, I don't know, this is the real baggage. I saw on Instagram this video of Steve Harvey talking about anybody sleeping eight hours. Like, if you want to be rich, you can't sleep eight hours. He's oh like, you you can't, you can't, how, how are you going to call yourself a hustler if you <laughs> sleep, if you sleep in eight hours? You, you can't wake up in LA at 8 a.m., you know, because <laughs> that means it's 11 o'clock in New York. That's three hours. The, the stock market been open, but he's just going off or whatever as I'm laying on the couch, like, fuck you, man, I'm getting my eight hours. <laughs> so anyway. That's my baggage today. (laughs) How about you, Katrina? My baggage today. Hmm. What isn't my baggage today? I feel like I am just carrying all the baggage today. I I don't know the last time I ordered groceries. (laughs) There are no groceries in my house. I've been eating out a lot. I've done that. (laughs) Like, it's one of those kind of weeks. Like, I don't... I don't know. I too was on my couch today though. Like just laid out on the couch. I didn't do much of anything. That was me taking a break. That's good. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about this. I need that. I still ain't taking that time off. That's the baggage I'm carrying. Okay. Yeah. I, so. I, I took the day. That's progress. Let's start. <laughs> I'm it's moving. Start. <laughs> I'm moving in the right direction. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I need all the time. A, a week, two weeks, a month all the things but you know that's a good day i'm moving in the right direction i am eating although not you know healthy and well just eating eating ordering. okay so, you know because you life um no, that's i get it that's often the thing i do i will just not eat because i don't feel like being bothered or i'm too tired or whatever but i'm eating i'm just eating out a lot which is not something i want to be doing but this is how I'm taking care of myself in the moment. It's just okay. not the way I should be taking care of myself in any moment ever. <laughs> I mean, if you're in survivor mode, like sometimes it happens. <laughs> well, you mentioned that today's topic is marriage. And I wanted to bring somebody on the podcast that's really special to me. 
she is my one of my really close like best friends moms her name's diana and she's like my mom in my head even though she's not my mom because we've been down for so long that it feels weird to be like my friend's mom because it's like no like that's it's like a family it's the family so yeah i don't even know what to say but i will say that she's legendary legendary within beauty taste and all things grace and um she's the one who taught me the three pillars of which i want to live my life compassion gratitude and forgiveness so Mm. um welcome to the stage (laughs) give her (laughs) give her a round of applause ladies and gentlemen diana (laughs) hi thank you for having me i love you back so much you are my child definitely (laughs) yes So as you can tell, we started the show with figure out, we talk about what our baggage is for today. So I want to ask you, Miss Diana, what is your baggage today? My baggage is that I cannot seem to clean my house. I haven't been able to. I just keep procrastinating and procrastinating and procrastinating. And I just sit my ass on the couch and there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my baggage. I'll just be getting you. <laughs> couch will get you every time. <laughs> and the, Yeah. And then I have a 21-year-old who lives here with me, my child, who doesn't clean up shit. So, you know, <laughs> my God, please leave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-uh, that's your pride and joy. I know. It's just such, I wish it would clean. That would be fabulous. My life would be so much better. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> so our topic today is marriage. And me and Katrina, we kind of just kind of have this like rolling list of things we want to talk about. But for some reason, it like popped into my mind. I was like, I really want to talk about marriage because <laughs> I <laughs> was talking to my dad My dad, I kind of had a conversation with my dad, which I'm not super like, you know, we're cool, but we're not like, you know, we cool. And so (laughs) me and my dad were talking and he was talking about, you know, I told him I wanted a partnership, how I desired a partnership. And I said, and I don't necessarily know if that means marriage. And he just could, you know, he was a little confused (laughs) because he's just like, what? No, like, don't be like me. You know, just, I think he retreated to just don't be like me. Like, no, like that's what you're supposed to do. You settle down and you get married. And his parents, which basically raised me, they have been married for 50 plus years. And so I can see why maybe he says No, that's what you do. You settle down. Although he says, don't be like me. But I'm like, I don't think you understand what I mean by partnership. Right. Because people can be married all damn day and are not good partners. Mm -hmm. Um, So you've been married. And I'm just wondering, would you advise people to get married today? I mean, it's things have changed. Definitely in the dating world. Definitely how you meet people. Um, how you communicate, like like we uh, spoke before, but it's oh, just totally different. Changed. Yeah, and marriage yeah. has changed too. I guess it's not like stay at home and just cook. You know, <laughs> women are working. Yeah. Women, the, how it's evolved, what marriage started out being from a, even a religious standpoint to now, you know, 
the the role of the woman has changed completely. And there are men who are not doing that. They're not being a full partner. And it was like, he would go work, she would take care of the house. That doesn't happen anymore. And where your parents that raised you, they have been married for a really long time because they grew up in a time that allowed them to have a partnership because they are truly partners. To be married 50 something years, you have to be solid partners. Mm-hmm. Okay. And mm-hmm. the, the time that- <laughs> <laughs> you, do. you really do. You have to because you, 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 what you're doing in the sen- essentially when you get married, you're signing a contract. Right. That's it. You're signing a contract that you're going to be with this person until death do you part, sickness, health, through all that shit. But that contract can be broken at any time. To keep that contract going takes a lot of sacrifice. And people are not willing to do that anymore. They're not. Nobody wants to put the time and energy in to what it takes to have a true partnership. Whether it's a send a piece of paper or just having a partner that you love and you're with and you build together. And you can have that. But in this time and age, I see people now and I wouldn't get married now if I were your age. I wouldn't. Because I don't think that a lot of people your age have what it takes. In your, what way? Um, in the sense that everything for you is on the internet it's it's visual it's just taking over your mind everything you do and i know that's the way of the world but you find people i I see people couples in restaurants both on their phone no Mm. conversation between each other so how can you even build a relationship when everybody in the table is on a phone Mm -hmm. you know there's certain things to me like when my well obviously i didn't do marriage well because my boyfriend (laughs) is um (laughs) When I sit down to eat with him at dinner, I put my phone down. We don't even look at our phones. It's not even something we do. And I don't know if you do that when you're with your significant other or partner or friends. And and that's just one little thing. And that's just a tiny thing that would add a lot to your relationship. And there's there's a hookup culture that is crazy to me. There's, to me, it seems like there is no loyalty, mm-hmm. especially for guys. It's easy. I mean, you see women on the internet all the time, just throwing their bodies up there and saying it's art. And then, but when they get DMS from celebrities, they're like, Oh yeah. Okay. But a regular guy DMS them like, Oh, you're beautiful. Da, da, da. They're like, oh, uh, this is art. Like really? <laughs> so there's all these distractions for men and women, both of us, they're up for their distractions galore right now. And I don't know how anybody really maintains a relationship like that at this point. And to even consider marrying somebody, I don't know. I don't I don't even know where that would lead or how it would. But I can say, because I it's not that I don't believe in marriage and it's not that I do. I don't I think that it's individual to everybody. But I learned at a very mature age that you have to find somebody who's very much like you, who loves like you, who thinks like you, even though you're different, you still have to have those things. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, you know, even, okay, so in church, they're always like equally yoked. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not a religious person at all, but I get what they're saying. And you'll know it when you meet that person, you'll know if you're the same and you'll know because they love, you love the same, you do everything, everything, every thought process is the same, but that's, it comes with a lot of work still. It's a lot of compromise, a lot of conversation and not holding your feelings. And we learn we have so much baggage from ex last relationships that we don't even take the time to dump all that and start yeah. fresh, you know? Yeah. So yeah. how can you even move forward with somebody? Because you're already thinking they're going to do the same thing that 
you know, the last three did mm-hmm. or the last one, however, you know, so I, I feel bad for people that, you know, but even like, okay, so my daughter, Ryan, she doesn't want to get married. She's like, I'm never getting married. Monogamy is stupid. Mm-hmm. She's never even been in a relationship. I'm but like, how does, she, but how, I'm like, how was, how does she know? Just she just by, knows. She just knows. She, by watching and observing, she's like monogamy. If you can have it with somebody cool, but that's not how the human body is made up. It's just not. And she's right. To choose to be monogamous with somebody is a choice that you make. I agree it's not necessarily, Yeah. You know, one thing I always told my kids when they were younger, when I was married to their dad, and I remember I said it and he was like, why would you tell them that? And because of this, I was like, look, you're going to be in a relationship with somebody, whether you're married, dating, whatever, and you're going to meet somebody maybe a few times, maybe one time that when you meet that person, your whole body is going to be like, oh, my God, I want that person. And mm-hmm. I don't want you to think that you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You are not. You're a human being and you think that person is attractive. Your pheromones, everything is going crazy. Now, if you're single, please take advantage of that because that's a great feeling. But if you're married or with somebody, it's a decision you're going to have to make for yourself. And you're going to have to think and you're going to have to really ponder this like, hey, do I step out of my relationship and take care of this or do I remain monogamous? Um, But I wanted them to know that that's not a don't feel bad. You're not wrong. Don't feel guilty because it's a natural feeling. Right. Yeah. I think that's powerful to tell kids or to tell people in general, because we often hear about like when you're married, like that's it. Like you're, (laughs) you stop being human. You stop having like sensations and feelings and all of that kind of stuff. And that's not realistic. You are intentionally choosing to acknowledge, although I have these feelings and sensations in my body, I want to be with this person and this is the agreement that we made and I'm going to stick to that agreement. And that is a very intentional choice. Exactly. Being able to differentiate the two is really important. Absolutely. Because it's not a wrong feeling. It's a true, valid feeling. And your body is just letting you know. You're just an animal. We are just basically animals that can speak. Right. So shit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be an animal, okay? (laughs) I don't want to. Sorry, Marlena. You don't have a choice in this. You know? Um, But like, okay, so my boyfriend and I, I know that we're going to get married. And put it this way, there's a lot of pressure on people to get married. And so he's like, how do you want to do this? And I said, you know what? When we get married, I said, I just want to invite everybody to a party because it's going to be the best party that they've ever come to. And if they have to RSVP, they have to do that whole thing because I don't want that pressure of people saying, oh, you're getting married. I don't want anybody to know I'm getting married. When you come to my party and I'm, I get married in front of you and we celebrate the rest of the night, it's easy. And if you didn't RSVP, you didn't come to my wedding and later on you're like, how come you didn't tell me you were getting married? Well, if you didn't want to come to my party and just hang out at me, why the fuck would I want you at my wedding? (laughs) That's true. That's very true. Because you're putting all the pressure on me to be perfect for you. No, this is Mm. my day, my fun. If you you want to join me and have fun with me, cool. If you don't, cool. And I think that's how relationships should be. You want to be down with me and have fun and let's just do this? Cool. It's supposed to be easy. Okay. Marriage is supposed to be easy easy. Being with a person is supposed to be easy. It's like your friends, your girlfriends, the two of you. You guys are friends. You've probably had your ups and downs, but it's never fighting, crying, hurting each other's feelings. It's not like that. (laughs) That is exactly 
how it's supposed to be with your partner. There's no, there shouldn't be any fighting. There shouldn't be arguing. There shouldn't be hurting each other's feelings. It's supposed to be easy. And I didn't know that until I turned 50 years old. Yeah. Cause the narrative is that relationships are hard, that, um, fighting and arguing is normal. Right. Like that's, that's the narrative. And it's not, you should not be fighting and arguing. You don't do that with your best friends. No, because I ain't got time for that. (laughs) (laughs) Like my girlfriend, my best girlfriends, we don't fight. We don't argue. We don't, if we don't talk to each other for six months, it's all good. We stay right and consistent with each other. We just start right right where we end it. And that's a true friendship. And if they needed me, I'd be right there in a heartbeat. And that's a real relationship. And that's what your partner, your marriage should be. It should be easy. All that telling you, oh, if you're not arguing, it's not a real, re- no, I'm sorry. I used, to, no I used to be in a relationship where the person was mad that we didn't argue. And I was like, I don't understand what you mean. Because <laughs> it's like, um, you know, I, I guess it was because I, you know, and everything stems from, you know, being a kid and shit. Like, it's just, you know, it's like that's your developments. That's who you, you know, that there's certain things that will be with you for the rest of your life because that's right. just life. And I would, hmm, I saw a lot of, or I heard a lot of like arguments, you know, I heard a lot of arguments and never, it never made me think that my parents didn't love them, love each other or anything like that. You know, it was always just because of something, this thing, you know, it's always something. Right. And for me, once I've my you know got into a relationship, I was like, I don't want to be like that. You know, it was like an overcorrection to the point. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't want to be like that. I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want no issues. Like whatever it is. But then instead of me just, um, I guess instead of me actually opening up and talking and saying what's wrong, I would then just shut down and just be like, I'm fine, and not say yeah. anything. That's wrong too. That's wrong too. Right. So. Yeah. It was just being in that role for so long. I mean, I'm still learning from that, but hearing that arguments, those arguments, it's like, yeah, I I also feel like it should be easy. You know, you're going to have disagreements, I'm sure, but like, fine. You know what I mean? Everything is fine. There's no like, everybody's walking on eggshells (laughs) around you because you are furious and you don't know what's going to happen. You know, there's none of that type of tension. And that's the thing. I never wanted to like, I never wanted that tension in any of my relationships. I just like, just give me what I want. And (laughs) (laughs) but um, because I feel like I don't want for much, you know, and I could, and that can be a lie, you know, because everyone sees themselves the way they see themselves. I know that I like particular things, you know, just like anyone else. Everyone has their preferences, but I don't think that that's like, oh, I don't think it's hard. I would say that. I don't think it's like at 7 a.m. You better have my eggs done. And I need to <laughs> this, 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 and there's like a laundry list of things to do. Like, no, man. Well, I think I've told you this before that it um, expectations kill relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have expect, and I bring it back to the friend thing. You don't have expectation of your friends. You do for each other because you love each other. You do when you can because you love each other. When you start, you have a, for some people, for some reason, people seem to have a lot of expectation of their partner. Mm -hmm. And once you start to have that expectation, that person is always going to fail you. So 
if you could learn and, and boys are like, there. <laughs> <laughs> boys are like that. Boys, you know, you're like a boyfriend. His friend will call and be like, Oh man, I can't make it today. Da, da, da. Your dude is like, Oh, okay, no problem. And life keeps pushing. As women, when a guy calls us and says he has to cancel plans, the majority of us freak out. You know, it's the end of the world. I'm not saying every single woman, but I'm saying a lot of us, and I've been guilty of it too. um, And I see it in my my daughters. And when I learned, I was already, like I said, much older. um, And I stopped having expectation. And I don't, of this, in this relationship, I don't have expectation. And do you know how, amazing it is to when somebody does something for you and you had no expectation of it at all because you just don't have it you just are happy to be with this person and when they do for you you're like oh wow thank you it's just amazing mm-hmm. and the feeling is so it's it's so gracious you feel so filled with love and being ch- you feel cherished right because when you do have expectation they're always going to falter just like if they had expectation of you and guys usually don't have expectation like that uh, that's <laughs> that's true uh, but i'll say there are some out there that do have expectation it's silent so expectations there's <laughs> silent expectations that they don't voice and right. then they, I feel, accuse women of doing this very same thing, which we may do that, but don't act like, like it's like completely innocent in that department because you can show up for somebody a million times and it'd be that one time you can't and then you're deemed the villain, I feel. That, okay, but that is not, understand that that's not you, that's, that's them projecting their feelings onto you because they know that they haven't been there at all times. Mm. See, so when you break it down expectation wise, when there are no expectations on both ends, it's just a doing for one another and being there for one another. Um, But if somebody voices that or doesn't say anything until that one time, it's because they haven't done it. Mm. Okay. I mean, you gotta, and it's another thing when you go into a relationship, there's so many that that person has baggage too. Right. And either they've learned how to deal with it and let it go, or they still are holding on to it. And it could be trauma. It could be traumatic from when they were children, yeah. you know, and there's, right. you know, there's nothing you can do about that. You know, I think that people, when they get into a relationship and want to be with somebody you guys should talk about where you come from. I think you should come, you should really talk about where you come from and take the time to it's such a hookup culture. Um, and I, I think I told you, Marlena, when I met Zevin, the way we felt about each other, I mean, sexually, we were like, oh, on, you know, but that fool made me wait three months. Yeah. Don't be fast now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, you want to get to, I've never, there's never been a man in my entire yeah. life who said to me, I just want to get to know you first. Mm-hmm. I was like, who are you? And really? And he said, why? Does everybody just want to fuck you? And I was like, well, yeah, isn't that the climate? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Have you seen me? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so, but, oh my God, I, I those three months were the best three months ever. Mm. And it's only gotten better getting to know some, And people don't take the time for that. And I think that it's so important. And I think yeah. that if people are going to get married nowadays, you need to take that time. You need to stop, smell the roses, to t- date each other, you know, 
you know, I don't know. Uh, women don't date men. And I think that men need to be dated. You know, so mm-hmm. they like that. I think it's a great yeah. thing. You know, we expect, expect, we have, women have, we have these expectations that the man is supposed to do everything, take care of us, do this, do that, do that. And you know what? Turn around and surprise him with a date. Turn around and bring him some flowers to his house, you know? And it, because he didn't expect it, the gratitude that they have is so amazing. It's, it's the same that we should have. Yeah, I think women are socialized to have certain expectations and to always be looking at and towards relationship and marriage. And so a lot of times we have this narrative in our heads of what it's supposed to look like. And um, like, I think Marlena, you mentioned in a past episode, how you, you didn't know that every man you were going to date was going to be your husband. Like you went into relationships expecting marriage And, you know, a lot of women, I think we're socialized in that way. That's how we are uh, socialized in society. But boys are not in the same way. Men are not in the same way. And so they move through dating in a very different manner. And it creates so much drama. Yeah. Yes. But yes, drama. (laughs) Drama is a mess. I I feel like it's a total mess. It Um, is. We're not on the same page at all. At all. And honestly, I don't know. I always say this to my guy friends, and sometimes it sounds like I'm joking, but maybe not. But I say to them, I'm like, dude, you just don't value your penis. That's what I tell them. You don't value Mm. your penis. Like, you just fucking anything, like anything, like, and... I I understand like when we're talking about, you know, socialization, um, you know, as much as girls are, guys are too. Like they kind of like in a way have been socialized to be like these mini predators. I mean, you know, if your uncles and shit are like bigging you up, like, oh, how many girlfriends you got? You know, they're like, you know, what's going on? You ain't seeing no girls. And I'm like, the conversation on the opposite end is just like, chastity belt for us like no you can't sleep with anybody if you sleep with somebody you know or if you do like you're gonna get pregnant and then this is the whole thing it's just a right scare tactics yeah Yeah. all scare tactics and that's why every time I was with someone and I was sharing my body with them I felt like okay but I'm sharing my body with you like not aside from our relationship like yes our relationship yes but like this is um mental it's emotional it's physical it's all the things so when those things weren't working out i it was hard for me to understand because i do value myself like that like i i and and it could be a socialized that someone's just like no you you know it's sacred it's blah blah blah. and i'm not saying that it isn't i'm just saying that i feel like that was really drowned into me and so when i Mm -hmm. see people like really out there I'm like, I don't know what to do. And then now I'm 33 and I'm like, shit, like I really didn't date. Like I was in these situations and I thought I was going to marry the person and it just didn't happen. And so, yeah, it's being, it's being raised that way. And so for me, like my parents were, you can't have sex until you're 18. No, uh, married or 21 years old. (laughs) I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I, I was like, I, I already knew I was going to wait till I was 18. I, that was in my mind when I was 13 years old. But so when I had kids, I let them know from the get women, I was like, guys will tell you anything 
to get the pussy. Okay. I told my daughters this when they went into middle school, I was prepping them and letting them know that they can have sex as much as they want. I'm not going to tell you when to have sex. Your body's going to tell you when to have sex, but value yourself. Guys Mm -hmm. will tell you anything to get it. And girls immediately when they share their body, think this is love. This is it. Because as soon as a guy says, we love you, we're like, oh, he loves us. We're getting married or we're going to be in a relationship. And I even told my son that. And just recently, my son was like, mom, I know you told that to me for me to be a good guy. <laughs> He's like, but I took it and I went the whole opposite way. I was like, oh, damn. Wow. He's like, because you said, if you tell a girl you love her, she gives it up. And he's like, you were right every mm. single time. And I'm not mad at him for that because that girl was never taught by her mom or her dad. Don't believe that shit. Yeah. Okay? Um, and I think that, I think that women should go out there. You women need to go out there and experience life before they're ever going to settle down ever have as many, have, have the biggest body count you can possibly have. Please. <laughs> okay. And I just learned that. I was like, what's a body count, Ryan? She's <laughs> 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 um, so I think it's really important. We're so sexual and we're such amazing beings. We can give so much with ourselves. And I think we cut ourselves, we, we, we sell ourselves short when Mm. we don't go and experience life. You can still really value yourself. You don't have to go give it to, you know, the homeless dude down the street and pay attention to what you're doing. And, And of course, love your body. It's only when you have, but before anybody gets married, they need to go out there and explore and do it all. And I remember telling my son the same thing. I was like, you don't want a virgin. I was like, how boring. I was like, you want a girl who knows what the hell they're doing. I was like, you don't want to mm-hmm. teach her everything. Are you kidding me? How boring could it possibly be? You know, but I'm kind of a crazy mom. Sorry. <laughs> I love it. I love every bit of it because <laughs> it is such the alternative to so many narratives. And I think it speaks to a lot of the reality and that may end up not being their reality, which is fine. But at the very least, they got a different perspective because the other perspective is running rampant in these streets. So they're, they're going to hear that, but at least they heard something else and that they know that there's other realities out there. Absolutely. It gives you, I wanted them to see the big picture and I wanted them to know that, and you know, so I can say that marriage does work for people who want to put the time and energy and want a partnership. Now, mind you, you can get married without that piece of paper. There's nobody who can tell you that you you decided to be with somebody and you're in a partnership, you buy a house together, you have a bank account, share a bank account, do everything, have kids. Right. Just because you don't have a piece of paper does not mean you're not married. It's just you mm. are in a partnership. Right. You have a common goal, you know, to make your lives better and do for each other. But I think that people need to really go out there and experience life and, you know, talk and speak and say what's on your mind and don't hide those things because when you do, it just ends up being bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that you're speaking to, especially about our generation now is there, we don't know how to connect even just with friends. Like we don't know how to connect with people. We don't know how to um, speak to people, how to be mindful of other people's feelings, how to even sometimes recognize when people are having feelings and emotions and experiences and to be able to just honor that and move with them in that whole space for that. Uh, obviously not at the, at 
at the point where you're sacrificing yourself, but be able to hold space that this person is also human, that they're not going to show up perfectly, that they're going to have things that are going to come up and that you have to make space and make room for that the same way they have to do for you. But we live in a culture that's very like, uh, it's immediate and yeah, immediate satisfaction. Like we just want everything to happen right now. And so it's so easy to just be like, oh, this ain't working. Let me go over here instead, rather than actually having to put forth the time and effort and energy and really look at that person as another human being and honor their feelings. So we don't know how to honor our own feelings. No, we're not that. really dismissive. It just, mm-hmm. it's really a dismissive culture. Um, if you have feelings like, ugh. Yeah, feelings. What's wrong with you? You know what I mean? Just like some of the stuff I hear sometimes, like, wait, what? Like, I'll hear people say, I don't like talking on the phone. I don't like talking on the phone. Just text me. I don't like talking on the phone. And I'm like, so you'll have conversations with people for months without like actually hearing their voice. So right. you're just guessing based off of these texts that right. the 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 tone you know, the cadence of how they said it. Like, I couldn't imagine like not talking to somebody. Like I, I, well, I'm also, we have a podcast. Like I like to talk. So <laughs> there's that too, but you know, I you don't know. know. But I just think it's strange. Yeah. and But you got to remember that, like I said, it's your generation, but even before your generation, if somebody likes you, and they want to spend time and they want to make the effort. They will make the effort to call you, text you, show up, be there. And that's the person that you're waiting for. Okay. Mm-hmm. All the other ones that don't call you back, that leave you on red, all that shit, drop them. Done. Because when somebody truly wants to be with you, they make the time. Period. There's no if, and, or but about it. Yeah. i have have lots to say but i won't go into that i know you do but i'm i'm you know me i'm true i know no i know i just feel like i don't know i understand when someone's making sacrifices in their you know schedule i've dated successful men but i just feel like you're you're absolutely correct they wanted to be with you or they wanted to see you, they would. They they absolutely would. They would make sure that somehow, some way that that would happen. And mm-hmm. so I totally yeah. agree. And that's the person that you want to be with. The person who actually takes the time to call you back, to text you every morning, every night, make sure you got home safely. It's those little caring things that those, because you're the same way. If you really think about it, we're all the same. You know, but we do it. Women, we do it more often because we're just nurturers. Men are not naturally nurturers. There's some that are. But when we care about somebody, whether it's your friend, your kid, your, you know, your parent, you you make the effort. Are you OK? Are you OK? Did you make it home? Good morning. I love you. It's those little words. And when somebody like when somebody really, truly cares about you, they make the time. Because trust me, if they don't are making the time for you, they're making it for somebody else. True. Because we're all creatures of habit and we all like to be with somebody. We do. Even then. Even if it's a few somebodies. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know. I just feel like 
I don't know. I just keep, I go back and forth when it comes to marriage. I mean, <laughs> I do want to have a wedding. I'm not going to lie about that. Um, just simply because and it might just be a party, but like, I'm going to have an epic event because I love events and whoever this person I'm marrying would also love events, you know, like exactly. we just had the d- dopest shit just happen. Like everyone's going to be talking about this. Like, I want that person to have that same energy and just like, or even if, and I'm not even saying they have to be involved in the process of planning or anything like that. I'm just saying that the energy of like, okay, my wife got it. Like I, like mm. she got it. This shit's about to be fucking dope. And you know what? I'll make sure she she gets that music that she wants. What did she say she wanted? Like, let's do this. Um, so, but you know, we always talk about, or we were talking about Katrina and I were saying like, we feel like the wedding is always the soul. Like everyone's selling the wedding part, but not like the true, like, you know, marriage. And it's true. We, you know, everybody get goes into it. A lot of people want it's okay. And that's why I say, I don't want to invite people to a wedding because it's really truly not just my day. I want people to come to a party because it's our party and it's Mm going to be epic. And it's going to be memorable. And you're going to witness something that's beautiful between two people who really care about each other. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I don't want that burden of wedding because you're absolutely right. People make it all about the wedding. I just want to make yeah. it all about the party. Yeah. The fact that we got married on the side. Hey, glad you were here <laughs> to share it with us. Now right. let's everybody party, you know, and, and it's unfortunate because people do get married for the wedding. <laughs> and right. that's a lot of stress. And a lot of people don't even know how to handle it. And it's so upsetting and it's sad, you know? And I do I do makeup for weddings. So I see these brides and the mother-in-law's freaking out and the people are freaking out. And I get my bride in the chair and I'm like, hey, you're here now, calm down. I don't want you to talk to anybody, think about anything. I just want you to be here with me. And then they're always like, oh, thank you so much because mm. it's so intense. Yeah. I don't know, just have yeah. a party. Yeah, fuck a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's interesting to have these conversations because I've always been the girl that was like, oh, man, if I get married, I get married. It's fine. If I don't, I'll be fine. And I've always had a lot of challenges, even with other women, when it comes to having conversations about dating and marriage and things of that nature because of the way that I operate. I'm not some, I'm not the girl who's crying because you didn't text me back. I'm probably busy and didn't even notice. Or I'm not the girl who's chasing behind men and things of that nature. Like, I've never been that person. I'm the one who, I'm the serial dater. I'm dating everybody. And I'm having a good time and I'm enjoying myself. And I don't feel the pressure for all of these things. But it's kind of hard to be that person because the the standards and the expectation is that as a woman, this is how I'm supposed to be operating. So it's kind of nice to hear somebody who's been down that road say, no, this this is something you should be doing. This is good. This is healthy. Because I think a lot of women our age and in our generation don't think that. They don't believe that. And I've had so many people say so many off-the-wall comments to me saying that I wasn't ever going to find somebody or that I couldn't be married or clearly don't want to be married or whatever because of the way that I was operating. And I'm like, we're going together. It's going to be okay. (laughs) You know what? And you're probably, you're better for that because being that serial dater, 
you see what you like and what you don't, what you don't want. When you're with, you're just, you're a committed person to just a few people. And I get that. There's nothing wrong with that either. You're never given the opportunity to see and feel different things. You're, you, you know, and giving yourself the time to grow. It's about growth. Right. That's what it is. And new experiences lead to growth. It's just the truth. You know, um, you're going to be a better person because you experience so much more, you know, um, but I grew up just like Marlena. Oh, I gave you my body. You love me the same thing. I'm sharing this with you. And then it, it took me a while to turn around and be like, wait, that's not at all what it's about. Mm -hmm. Um, and then having to teach my daughters those things because I didn't want them thinking that at all. Right. You know, so, you know, you're not wrong and at all. And, and nobody, I don't think that anybody's path is wrong. It's your path. Um, it's just hopefully that you come to the conclusion in your life that you need to experience life and see what it's all about. So it's like, it's like a buffet table. Take a little <laughs> bit of it all. And then the next time you come to the buffet, you're going to know exactly what you want. Mm, that's true. You know? I hate buffets though. So. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> I hate them, dude. I hate them. I hate buffets. Even the fancy them. ones. Even no, the fancy I love, ones. I'm like, I love buffets. I'm not, I know me. I'm not about to eat all this shit. And this I am. I I'm going to eat all of it. This I'm going to eat a little bit of everything. Yes. This amount of I'm money we spend in to be there is off the wall already that I already know I didn't eat, you know, $75 worth of food. I know I didn't. There's no way. Just no way. Oh, of course. But you know. <laughs> but the opportunities are endless. Okay. <laughs> you can mix and match. $75 you can. Oh Lord. And you can drink a whole bunch of mimosas. <laughs> there you go. Right. That's it. You don't get your money's worth of mimosas. Yeah. Exactly. Right. That's true. So I guess we talked about what what happens you know, what needs to happen for a marriage to work. But I wanted to ask you, do you stay even though you know it's not working? Because people say, stick it out, stick it out, stick it out as long, you know, things will change. You guys are, I've noticed that older generations did that, right? They have done that. I feel like the next generation after them, yeah, they always say like, oh, the divorce rate is so high or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, because the people after were like, I'm not doing what my mom and dad did. I'm not doing that. And I'm going to get um, out. Even if it takes yeah. me a long time to get out, I'm going to get out. Usually the majority of people that stay in relationships have children and they stay because of the children. And I think that's wrong um, mm-hmm. because you, they think, oh, you know, my kids can't take it. Your kids are resilient. They can take it. And if they can't, I'm sorry, they'll get over it. Um, I, I even left and came back because my kids were like, we miss our family. Da, 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 da. And that was the worst mistake I could have possibly ever made. So no, do not stay when it's bad. Leave, run, walk out the door as fast <laughs> as you can. Don't take shit. Leave it all there. Mm, all I'm sorry. Right. Your peace and your happiness is not worth it. That part. You say that again. Right. <laughs> we can end on that note right there. <laughs> okay. How about this? So you're in a relationship and... Two, three months in the relationship, you guys are fighting, arguing. Whatever you guys started fighting and arguing about in the first part of the relationship, it's only going to get worse 
by the end of your relationship, you're going to be fighting and arguing about the same shit. And that's the truth. Okay. Mm. So if you start in a relationship and you're arguing and talking about all the same shit all the time and you'll realize, and I want you to think back on some of your relationships that you've had that throughout the course of that relationship, you were arguing about that same shit since the beginning. Okay. Mm. So it's only going to get worse. So when you get into a relationship, stop with the arguing. No, no, nope. Don't do it. No fighting, no crying, no tears. That is what you're looking for. That way, 50 years from now, you're not going to have that. You may have some arguments. You may disagree, but you're going to learn how to disagree, agree to disagree. That should be the biggest conversation piece. Oh, baby, we're going to dis- we're going to agree to disagree. And right. everybody should be OK with that. OK, so it's only going to get worse because it started that way. It's going to end that way. Mm. So don't waste that time. Don't do it now. If somebody you're in a relationship and it gets bad and you leave and that person, whoever fault it was, whether it was yours or that person, or on my case, it was usually always the the male man, the male man. Yeah, that person, (laughs) Um, the male man, the male man. Um, If there's real change and you'll see it when a person truly wants somebody back, they will make it just the same as if they just want to be with you, if they want the time. They will make the changes to be with you. They will change. They will go to counseling by themselves. They will do everything possible to win you back. But you'll know when it's true because they'll make the change without having to say anything to you. Mm. And it's something you'll see. Their words, if they're, I've changed, I've done this, I've done, no, you haven't. Those are just words. It's when you see actual change and action and wanting then it's different. Then that's up to you. Do I want to come back to this relationship? Let's revisit it. And you see it in the, in the relationships and marriages where somebody left and they come back and they get remarried. It's because somebody actually did the work to change their ways because they love that person so damn much hmm. that they didn't, couldn't live without them for the rest of their lives. So they changed. That's that. That's that on that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> This next segment is called Roses. Diana, who would you like to give your rose to? I'm going to give my rose to my daughter, Ryan. She went through a horrific car accident um, Mm -hmm. about a week and a half ago, and she made it out alive. And she's out, she's at work, working her little ass off. And I, she's my hero. I'm glad that she's doing okay. Yeah. Me too. Thank you. Thank the lucky stars, man. And if we see that dude on the street, he going to get got. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Marlena, who would you like to give your roses to today? Well, after all that talk, I don't know, but I think I'm going to give them to the twins. Uh, I call them the twins. Like, you know, like like they're the only twins in they're the world. They're the only <laughs> twins in the world to me, okay? Let me tell you. I'm going to give it to Tia and Tamara. I don't know, man. Both of those girls, they're they just had a birthday and that's why I'm bringing them up. And they're such good like girls. Like they're just such good mm-hmm. women in their own rights. And mm-hmm. you know, when you're I'm assuming if you're a twin, like I I didn't grow up with my siblings like that to be that close, but like to work with your sister and then, you know, as child actors, it's hard to get out of that business without being like completely scorned or taken advantage of, or, and I'm sure they were probably taken advantage of 
in some way, like meaning probably financially, you know, like right. black, black girls, I'm sure they made their coin, but I'm sure they probably didn't make nowhere near as much money as fucking the Olsen twins. Um, mm. But we all know what that's about. Um, right. But, you know, I just feel like just growing up, seeing them, seeing me on TV and then seeing them forge their different paths, you know, Tia doing more acting, not that Tamara didn't do acting, but Tia having, you know, roles on other shows and, you know, having a net, she was on, you know, the game, then she had her Netflix show, like a couple shows and Nickelodeon, like she's, she's kind of, you know, been working and Tamara, you know, she was on the reel and, She's got her own uh, winery with her husband and like Napa Valley. Yes, they're like doing a damn thing, you know, and to see them both married and they've had their children and they're just like, they just, I don't know. I'm giving my roses to them because I just really appreciate their, their, the way they're moving in life, man. Cause I know that it could be very different it turned out like a couple of them other (laughs) actors and I ain't gonna name no names but some of them ooh chow time was not friendly to them so yeah yeah, I'm giving my roses to them this week it is nice to see black women specifically that we grew up on still setting what we would consider like a decent example in life like that we can still kind of model after them or look after them in different ways and acknowledge that they're still living in ways that we can admire I think that is really powerful so Katrina who are you gonna give your roses to this week (laughs) this week I'm gonna (laughs) give my roses to my parents um after this whole conversation about marriage and all the things they have been together my whole life and not married that entire time but you know got married after some time and like they've had their ups and downs I know that there have been moments I don't know the ins and outs of it they didn't share that with me as a child uh don't you wish you knew though I'm sorry to cut you off but don't you wish you knew because if I'm being honest I don't know if I want to know Really? Um, yes. Maybe I'm just a no, a nosy kid. I don't know. Like I felt like I always wanted to know, like what the hell's going on? What happened? You know? <laughs> I don't I, think I wanted to know. Okay, so I'm very uh, observant and aware and intuitive. So I think I kind of have an idea. And mm-hmm. I don't you read that confirmed. You read people's energy. You read people's what, energy. What? Yes. So I don't, I don't really need that confirmed. Like I am in a decent place in my relationships with each of my parents. We've, we've had our stuff. They've had their stuff, all of those things. I don't think I need to know because I think that to some degree it would taint the vision that I have and the relationships that I currently have with my parents and the amount of work I might have to do again (laughs) to move through (laughs) to get to a healthy place with them. Um, But I want to give my roses to them because I know that they have had their ups and downs. And in this, I don't know, the last five years, at least, maybe longer than that, you know, all of their kids are grown and gone out of the home 
and they had they're like the best of friends they just be kicking it and hanging out to the point where it's almost annoying sometimes like y'all spend way too much time together y'all almost <laughs> turn into the same person but like it's it's nice to see them growing in the ways that they are growing. And I can see that, th- that there has been some individual growth on both of their ends to the point where they're able to come together a little bit differently in relationship. And it's nice to see that because you you hear a lot about people's parents who, you know, they had their trials and tribulations. And as soon as the kids left, they were like, all right, we're done. We're like, done. We're done. We're out this day. <laughs> right. Peace. <laughs> But they have done the opposite. They have really grown grown closer together. They spend a lot of time together. They do a lot of things with and for each other. Uh, The one thing that they can't seem to really agree on is basketball. That is always an area of tension. But outside of that, they're on, you know, very similar pages on a lot of things. And it's just nice to see that they have been able to grow through all, all the things. Um, and I don't think that they, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I think, I don't know how much I'm going to be sharing about my parents' relationship, but <laughs> I don't know that they intended necessarily for marriage to look the way it has turned out to look for them. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I think there were th- definitely things that it didn't go as planned. Like expectations. And so, Right. Of each other and of relationship in general, because they both grew up in very religious households and neither one of them is like very religious. And so to some degree, marriage was expected. And I don't know that they really knew what that was supposed to look like. And it's turned into something different than I think they were taught. But it's nice and refreshing. And it feels good to me as their child also to just be like, oh, look at my parents out here, like learning and growing and being in relationship and yeah it's nice to see and it gives gives me some hope for relationships in this world so shout out to them yeah shout out to the parents the parentals (laughs) i would say yeah my grandparents i don't know that's a different relationship (laughs) again we're talking about different generations yeah way people are raised and their backgrounds and so i would say they have a very traditional marriage (laughs) but I have managed to view them as individuals and not as an item. Like, yes, mm. I see them. I see them as a couple. Yes, I know they are married. Sure. But, you know, when you live with, pe- with people that are married or whatever, like married couples, they do go through shit. Like they do. Yeah, it's just absolutely. So I've never the one to be like, oh, you was wrong. You know, you was wrong. <laughs> like, by the way, you was wrong. I mean, sometimes, right. sometimes just to like, let them know that like I'm listening. Right. But yeah, I think they are best friends, you know, they're mm. best friends. And I know whatever grievances the one one has about the other, it doesn't matter because like the second if anything happened to the other, they would just completely fall apart because that <laughs> is their best, their their best friends. So Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So shout I'll, out to I'm, them. Yeah, shout out to them. I want to just acknowledge one other piece, because as you were talking about that, the different generations, I realized my parents did maybe not the opposite, but they did differently than their parents did. Right. So their parents, like my grandparents relationships, there's a lot of stuff there. Um, Some relationships that didn't work out or relationships that did work, but were kind of, you know, uh, more 
toxic in different ways or whatever the case may be. But there's also that piece that like, although these were the standards that were set and these were the expectations that they came together and they built something that really worked for them, that wasn't what they saw. They didn't necessarily repeat the cycle. And in the ways that they were starting to repeat cycles have, you know, started to make some adjustments. And so I think that that is yeah, powerful. Man, and I think we can all do a lot of that. I was going to say, yeah, man, because uh, after so many years, I mean, are you really going to keep doing the same shit? Like at some right. point you have to change, right? No, like, some people don't. No, no. I know some people don't, but I'm saying. <laughs> you would like I'm them saying, too. I will say that the evolved person does. I will say right. that is what a person is supposed to do. So I Absolutely. would hope that they're not the same person from way back when. I hope there's yeah. reflection and growth and like, okay, let me like really like get my shit together, you know, in whatever form that may be, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I hear you. All right. Uh, well, Diana, I just want to thank you for being on the show. I know anybody, we could all be doing something else, but I asked and you came and I really, really appreciate that. You taking the time and schooling us and, you know, using your life by example. And um, I just feel so privileged to just hear you speak. So thank you. Yes. Thank you. You guys are both wonderful. Thank you for having me. I'll talk to you guys later. Okay. Bye. Well, that was another episode of Excess Baggage. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Excess Baggage Pod. Be sure to like, subscribe, and review on the podcast app and Spotify. And remember to pack light and keep it tight. For sure.